Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 31. We're continuing our conversation about end emotional eating. And this topic lights me up, as you can tell. I just love talking to you about your emotions. And I love encouraging you how to feel your emotions. Because when I can do that, I know I have unlocked so much magic within yourself. And then you can also give that gift to your children. So the reason why I help people lose weight is not because I want to help people lose weight. It's because I want them to teach the same skills that they're learning in that joy in the journey, prizes in the process, the learning of the discipline. I want them to teach that to their kids because when the, when you're, when the mom loves the skin they're in, so will their kids. I want them to see mom is doing things that is, that are hard. Mom is showing up when she doesn't want to, because when they have something that's hard that they don't want to show up to, or that feels uncomfortable they're going to more likely to be doing it because they know that the joy is in the journey, the prize is in the process. I see mom doing hard things, so that allows me to do hard things. I sh- see mom showing grit, so I know how to live out grit. I see mom feeling confident in her own skin, so I know how to feel confident in my own skin. I see mom feeling her feelings, so I'm going to be able to feel my feelings. I see mom not eating her feelings, so I'm not going to eat my feelings. We have to take the emotion out of food. Food is not, it's just another buffer. It could be food. It could be alcohol. It could be cigarettes. It could be shopping. Everyone has their vice. When you take away the vice, that's when your life opens up. Because when you can take away the biggest vice that you have, whatever it is, then life doesn't feel so scary. The 50-50 isn't so scary. It doesn't feel like you're ping-ponging throughout your day. You're like, oh, this is part of the human experience. You're taking the shot and the shot doesn't hurt as much. And so many people come to me and they're so upset. They're like, Kelly, I fell off the wagon. This could be with conscious parenting. This could be with their marriage. This could be with their workouts. And they'll say, I fell off the wagon. Kelly, I'm so upset. I was doing so well. And then I just fell off the wagon. I fell off hard. And I have really good news for you. There is no wagon. There is no wagon to fall off of. There is no cart to fall off or whatever the sayings are. That is just the amygdala creating this big dramatic story in our brain. So it seems so much harder to quote unquote get back on the wagon. There is no wagon. There never has been. That's just in the T line. But we think it's a circumstance. We think it's a fact that there is a wagon, I fell off the wagon, and now somehow I have to get on the wagon that is probably still going. So now I have to catch up to the wagon. Like what? This is insanity what we do to ourselves. There is no wagon. There never has been a wagon. There's no cart. It's literally your thoughts every single day. And so when your kids see you working on your T-line, they'll 
assume that this is the only way there is because they don't know any different. That's the best part about kids is that they don't know any different. So when they don't know any different, we want to create those neural pathways when they're young to create the healthy habits, to create the exercise routines, to move our bodies, to show them that we do this even when it's hard. And I love the quote by Bill Phillips. He says, food is the most widely abused anti-anxiety drug in America, and exercise is the most potent yet underutilized antidepressant. If you're having big feelings, the greatest thing to do is to work out. And workout doesn't have to be someone screaming in your face doing insanity where you're losing your mind. It can be if that's your deal. It can be bar. It can be yoga. It can be pio. It can be walking your dog. And I love the quote. It says, warning, exercise has been known to cause health and happiness. Like without your health, you are nothing. And it says, you can eat the kale, drink the alkaline water, take the supplements, do Pilates or hit the gym. But if you don't deal with the stuff going on in your heart and your mind, you are still unhealthy. It's not as difficult as we want to make it. We create so much drama and confusion and the brain likes to spin out in confusion because then it doesn't have to take action. And I'm just a quote junkie now. It says, stop overthinking it. You eat moderately well, work out a few times a week, get enough sleep, repeat forever. And you're never, ever, ever going to feel like it. So many people come to me and say, Kelly, I just want to feel motivated. I want to feel motivated. I want to feel motivated. And they think that somehow my motivation will rub off on them. I wish it could. I wish it would. I would do it. I would go to your house and let you rub elbows with me. But I am here to say that actions come first. Emotions drag far behind. You have to have the thought first that I'm doing this no matter what. And then when you're done with the workout or done with making the good choices, you create a positive relationship with yourself and confidence soars. And you're so crazy proud of yourself because you kept a promise to yourself. If you want more confidence in 2020 or any year, because nothing happens at the new year other than our thoughts change. My email is blowing up right now with people wanting change. And the reason why, because somehow, somewhere, we think society has somehow brainwashed us to think that December 1, something new happens. Nothing new happens other than the T-line. If that's a great motivation, that's a great motivation. But that won't last because guess what? It's going to be February. Then it's going to be March. Then it's going to be April. Then it's going to be December. And everybody tells me in December, I'm too stressed to work out. I'm too busy to work out. I'm like, that's when you need to double down on your workouts, baby. That's when you need to eat even better because that's when you can create that relationship of trust within yourself and keep your word to yourself and not beat yourself up that it has to be perfect and I have to show up every day. You do your best and you forget the rest and you give yourself so much grace. It's not about being perfect. It's about being B minus. There are people in wheelchairs living their life would do anything to work out, would do anything to go for a run. My friend Katie, her daughter Valerie is in a wheelchair right now at age 13. Do you know how many times I don't want to work out and I think of Valerie and I run for her in her honor? She doesn't need to know that. I don't need to tell her every single time, but that definitely runs through my brain on the regular. That's Susan Finelli's comment. That's her saying on the regular. 
And we are given one body, one, this is our gift given to us, a healthy, thriving body. So the way that we say thank you is by moving it, feeding it well, exercising, instead of beating it up and going through the fast food three or four times a week and then complaining that we don't have any energy because the gas we're putting in our car is J-U-N-K. So we feel like J-U-N-K. People always ask me where my energy comes from. I'm like, it comes from doing the basics. I don't wake up with this energy. I move my body. I meditate. I eat healthy. I drink water. I watch my thinking every single day, just like Mr. Rogers did in the movie. If you saw the movie, they're like, how does he live like this? And the wife is like, he has anger. He has sadness. He prays people's names out loud. He swims every single day. He does the work. You have to do the work. You can't just be a victim of your own life and expect things to change. And this is not about motivating you. This is about looking at your T-line and not giving in to every whim, every desire. Kind of like when you're raising kids. Like my kids want things now that either I can't give them or I'm purposely not giving them to prove to them they can't get everything that they want. So just because you want a ding-dong doesn't mean you need to put a ding-dong in your mouth. I told you the story about when I was pregnant with both my kids. Everyone says, you're eating for two, eating for two. Well, I took advantage of that. And every time I went to the grocery store, every time I went to a gas station, I would get Reese's peanut butter cups. And every time I see them, I still think of the days when I was pregnant. So I created this Pavlov's dog experience where if I went to the grocery store, I would think about the Reese's peanut butter cups before I even got into the store. Or I'd like, oh, I'm going to go to that gas station because I know that the walk-in is super close and the line's always fast. So I could get the Reese's peanut butter cups. And so after I was done being pregnant, I delivered the babies. I was like, I'd go into the gas station, go into the Publix. And sometimes I get it. Sometimes I wouldn't. I would ring the bell and sometimes I'd give into the urge. Sometimes I didn't. I didn't even know about my management back then. And then I was like, you know what? I got to kind of stop doing that. And then I would go in, the bell would ring and I'd be like, no, we're not going to do it. My mouth would still salivate. I don't get everything that I want. Just like our children don't, just like we don't deserve everything that we want. And Reese's peanut butter cups is not something that I deserved or didn't deserve. It's not about being good or bad. There is no good or bad food out there. There's just food that's going to fuel me and then food that's going to drain me and lag me down and tire me out. And then over time, now I see them from such a far, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about getting it. But I had to ring the bell. I had to feel the urge and then not give into it. You don't have to give in to every urge that you have. It's okay to feel your feelings. I promise on a stack of Bibles, they're not as scary as the human experience we think it is. It's not as scary as we dream that it is. And once you can learn how to feel your emotions and not feed them, they don't have so much power over you. That's the coolest part. It's almost like when you're going, when you have a breakup with with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And then after the breakup, Brooke uses this example, and it's a genius example. After the breakup, you're so used to calling them that you want to call them. And then sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Back in the day, we didn't have texting, but now you probably wanted to text them, and then you stop yourself from texting them. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And then it turns into sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't, and then guess what? You don't even think about the ex. You don't even think about texting them. You don't even check the phone to make sure that it's still connected to the wall. That's what I used to do. I'd be like, obviously this phone isn't working. There's something wrong. Maybe I should call the operator and check the signal. Maybe my phone's off the hook. 
Like you don't even think about it because you haven't given in to the urge so many times that it becomes a non-issue. Kind of like cigarettes if you don't smoke. Kind of like alcohol if you don't drink. Kind of like the ex if you're far away from the breakup. It doesn't even cross your mind anymore because you stopped giving in to giving in. You started to make better choices because whether it was the blood work at the lab, the role model you want to be for your kids, the scale, the clothes, the health, the vitality, the energy, the lowering of the stress levels, the lower of the anxiety, the increase of endorphins and happiness. I could go on and on. So your why has to be so compelling that when you go to do the workout that you don't want to do, you override the system and you see the amygdala. You will be so shocked at how the amygdala tries to take over. It's amazing. I work out very consistently and have for, I don't know, almost all my life, but really like seriously for the last seven years and every single time my amygdala starts to act up, it never goes away. So I bring it along and I just pretend it's like the bad GPS. And it's not even a bad GPS. It's just another GPS. It is another route. But it's so crazy. We call it fast food, but that's actually what slows us down. When we're making fast, we think, oh, this is the fast choice. It's fast choice because we want that instant gratification. But when we delay gratification, that's when the reward comes. Because delayed gratification is where everything comes from. Whether it's the post-workout feeling. It's eating right at a restaurant. It's eating right at home. It's having healthy foods even in your home. If it's not in your home to eat, then it's not in your home to eat. But someone's buying it. And if someone's buying it and it's not you, you can have them hide that from you. You can have them not in in your way. Or you can have it sitting in the pantry and feel all the feelings that come up. Let it vibrate through your body. Don't give in to the urge. And it loses power over time. It's so empowering and it's so cool and it builds so much trust and confidence within yourself and your relationship with yourself. There is nothing more important than the relationship with yourself. How you treat your body, how you treat your brain, how you treat your your mindset. That is everything because it ripples into your marriage if you're married, into your relationships if you're not married. It ripples into your relationship with your children. When you're happy in your skin, You're happier with your kids. You have more energy for them. You're not on the computer as much because you're out. You're feeling energetic and you're feeling like life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. It's like a whole new world opens up, but you have to feel tired of feeling tired. There is that moment. My email is flooded with people. I'm so tired of feeling tired. I can't do another day like this, Kelly. And I pray And I'm going to make these podcasts number one that they have to listen to, because if you don't change the C line, if you don't change the T line, the C line is never going to change. We get all caught up in the C line, one in the C line to change, cutting off an arm. Maybe I'll lose weight that way. Doing the surgery. After people have the gastric bypass surgery or the sleeve or what have you, there is a very high percentage. I learned this from Dr. Jen Mann. There's a very high percentage that become alcoholics. And you're like, what? They never had a drop in their life. And all of a sudden they can't stop the sauce. I just called it sauce. That's so funny. I don't know where that came from. And you know why that is? 
Because when you have the surgery, the sleeve, the gastric bypass, and I'm not against it. I'm not for, I don't know enough about it. I just know that once you have it, you can't eat as much or you get physically ill. And so because you can't eat as much, what happens? The emotions come up that were being stuffed with food. So this is an extreme example, but this also happens on a smaller scale. So the emotions that come up because they can't eat as much because they think they're solving their emotional problems with food when food is very, very neutral. It's 100% neutral, not very neutral. So they can't eat as much. They can't solve for their negative complex emotions. They think that something's gone wrong and they think something's bad. So they choose a different vice. Where it's cigarettes or alcoholism, whatever their vice of choice is, it's just a way to buffer away from their emotions. And I am begging and pleading for people to not be so scared of the negative complex emotions because they're not that scary and they're part of the human experience. No one gets through this life without feeling them. There isn't a human. I promise. I have them. Oprah has them. Brooke Castillo has them. Anyone you admire, they have them too. Maybe they're just not so scared of them. And when they're not so scared of them, they're not buffering the way and doing things to sabotage and get in their own way and creating all this mind drama and overwhelm and confusion. And the sky is falling. The less you give into the urges, it's going to be like the X. It's going to be like the cigarettes. And you're going to have actually less problems in your life because when you take away the huge distraction of the extra weight, you have such a bigger and brighter life to live because you're spending 95% of your brain energy. That is such a brain drain to think about that 95% of your day. I need to do something. I need to do something. That little voice is always whispering in the back of your mind. It's uncomfortable getting in and out of the car. It's uncomfortable getting in and out of seats. It's uncomfortable just walking to get the mail. You don't have to live that uncomfortable. It's not acting as a shield. It's actually creating a bigger, bigger problem in your life. Because you don't, you will find you don't need to escape yourself so much. Emotions aren't that scary. What were you taught about emotions when you were younger? Dig into that, not to beat your parents up, just to be aware of it. It was a different era. It was a different iPhone era. I always say that our phone, our life is just like the iPhone. We didn't have them back then. We didn't even know we needed them. We didn't have this information back then. We didn't even know we needed to have it. And then the iPhone came out or the cell phone, which is this big clunky thing that was bigger than this desk. Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Are you kidding me? I can leave my house with a phone, even though it's bigger than my house? That's okay. I'll clunk it around with me. This is amazing. I can call if I'm an emergency. And then it just got better and better and better. And as we have evolved as humans, we don't have to be stuck in the 70s, 60s, 50s, whatever era you were brought up in, and those mindsets. We have an iPhone 11 now, is it? I don't even know what number we're on. 10? I get them all mixed up. There was nothing wrong with the phones before corded to the wall. It just got a little bit better and easier. And so we have information now that just makes our life a little bit better and easier. It's not about willpower. It's not about white knuckling. You can't reject yourself too thin. You can't loathe yourself. You can't beat yourself up there. If you could, I would say, let's try that for a little bit. 
But even if I came to your house and I pressed play and did the workouts with you and I meal planned and I prepared all the food and I actually spoon fed you the food, you wouldn't get the results unless you change your tea line. Because I provide people with meal plans. I provide people with the workouts. I provide people with every single thing they need to do other than pressing play and actually spoon feeding them. And some people get crazy results that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to keep sharing this cure for cancer. Oh my gosh. And then other people don't even open the box. They're like, "Mm, I don't think it's going to work for me. I'm so afraid of failure. So I'm going to fail on purpose ahead of time. They're so afraid of rejection that it's not going to work or be embarrassed in front of their families. So they reject themselves on purpose and don't even show up. What if our kids did that? What if our kids were afraid of losing the baseball game? So they stayed home and didn't even show up to the baseball game. What if our kids were so afraid of being embarrassed by not playing well in the soccer game? So they didn't even show up to the soccer game. You would think that was ludicrous, but this is what the brain does. This isn't anything wrong with you. That's what I want to reassure you of. This is what the brain does without mind management. The lower part of the brain, it takes over. If you don't manage your mind, your mind will manage you and it will be like, dude, let's sit down, eat some ding-dongs and watch Netflix and rub our Buddha, rub our belly. There's no reason for all that noise. There's no reason for all that exercise. Remember, seek pleasure, avoid pain and be efficient. That's all it wants. It's not thinking about the after feeling. And once you start having that after feeling over and over and over, I'm never going to say that it's going to get easier and you're going to want to do it, but your brain will be like, oh, we're going to delay this gratification. The reward is still coming. The Reese's peanut butter cup is still coming. The bell and the salivation for the treat is still coming, but it's going to come after this. Okay. Because so many people are waiting for the motivation just to hit them like a Mack truck. And it's like being at the airport waiting for a bus to pick you up. It's never going to happen. That's not the way the brain is evolved and developed and doesn't work that way. I wish it did because I'd be passing it out like a magic potion. It comes after and then your brain starts to be like, okay, I'm on to you. I know we're going to get a little gratification, but I know I have to delay it. Okay. So if I say no to this now, it's not that I'm being deprived, but it's actually going to reward me. The brain just wants to know that it's being rewarded. So instead of thinking of I'm being deprived because I can't have the fun foods or the, or the ding-dongs, think of it, no, I'm being deprived of loving the skin that I'm in. I'm being deprived of having a skin that I'm comfortable in. That's what I'm being deprived of. It has nothing to do with the ding-dongs. So when you change your brain and you start to re- create new neural pathways, the ding-dongs actually create more rejection and more rebellion and more anger within ourselves. And saying no to them isn't being deprived. Your brain, you'll start creating new neural pathways that you see the ding dong as a way to deprive you from feeling comfortable in your own skin. So deprivation, what's wrong with feeling deprivation when it's going to give you comfort in your own skin? You won't see it as this white knuckling, I got to have the ding dong. And I don't know why I keep saying ding dong. Substitute anything. For me, it's peanut butter and pretzels. It could be whatever you want it to be. When you don't give in to the urge, it's like the ex-boyfriend, the ex-girlfriend, the cigarettes that you don't want. It becomes something that you don't even, you see, and it doesn't have such a power over you. And when it does talk to you, it's just like the GPS. So don't be surprised when it still talks to you. That's normal. But don't deprive yourself of a body that you feel comfortable in because it's your one house. That's all you got. 
and I am available to help you. There are many people who are here to help you. I can help you. If you have someone at your gym that can help you, I really don't care how you get the help that you need, but you might need a little assistance in the beginning, a little accountability, a little direction, and I can help you. I love this topic. The nothing that lights me up more. I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it. How can we get moms happier, more comfortable in their own skin, more confident, loving this relationship they have with their kids? How, 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 how? I am obsessed with this. So if you want help, you can reach out. Email me at Coaching Kelly and say, I am done listening to my amygdala and I will know exactly what you meant and I will know that you've listened to these episodes and it has impacted you in a way and it's hit you with a lightning bolt and just say amygdala no more. And I don't even know how to spell amygdala sometimes. Thank God for spell check. So I don't even care if you don't know how to spell it. Just say lower brain, you're done. Whatever you want to say, I will know. Email me at coachingkelly at AOL.com. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram. Send me smoke signals. Whatever works for you, I am here to work for you. And I will always match your pace. And if you're ready to go all in and get results and feel comfortable in your own skin and feel your emotions and work on your T-line, I'm your girl. I promise on a stack of Bibles, I will never stop doing this until I'm 99 because I'm obsessed with this topic and I'm obsessed with you and obsessed with helping you. I love you and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.